0: um okay question yeah what sort of what what what's your favorite kind of medieval weaponry
1: mm. big fan of that I'm a big fan of uh big fan of the the um, what's the one? i like it when, i like the one where it's a shield <laughs> yeah <laughs> You had that one just ready to go, huh? That's good build up for what the one that's not a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> you can bang him with the head, bang him on that head with it, boom, boom, boom. I like, I like, uh, I like a good partisan because it's like a spear for the discerning warrior. <laughs> okay, sure.
0: Yeah, your favorite is the partisan.
1: I like the pike because it is oh, oh so big. It is so car- it is so very big.
0: Yeah, the pike is cool. I get a pike.
1: It's just cartoonishly huge. Okay. You to you're gonna be a shit at me about partisan, but you're gonna you're gonna just well, accept pikes are, pike. pikes are fun.
0: Yeah, pikes are fun. But nobody no you know, it's like the kid who says his favorite like a little child who says his favorite vegetable is asparagus. Like his favorite food is asparagus. Like come on. Come on, get out of town. That was me. You're we... full of bullshit. No, asparagus is not your favorite food as a child. No, you're right. <laughs> nobody you're wants right. that piss that piss right. weed. But I, I, I can <laughs>
1: I just kind of wanted it for myself, like looking back, because I like partisans so much. And uh, you know, if there's anything I say about asparagus, it's, it's that it's the the partisan of vegetables. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Go eat your
0: pissweed.
1: Let me tell you about my family. I sell propane and propane accessories. Everybody, thanks for coming back to listen to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. This is that this is that radio show on the internet, that podcast style radio show. We are an animated radio show of podcast, and it's on the internet, and it's great. <laughs> and I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. And this week we are coming to you live, live and, and uh, recorded from. Uh, Gary, Indiana. <laughs> this,
0: is our, this is our Gary, Indiana special. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this is our Gary, Indiana special. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you've heard that song. Straight from of America's could... favorite city, Gary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that favorite that favorite, beautiful uh, song from the Music Man that's, uh, you know, all about how great Gary, Indiana is. Sung from, a, from, you know, from the point of view of a child who has no idea about it and has never been there.
0: Yeah, from the lips of a toothsome child <laughs> you hear. <laughs> The wonderful praises of Gary, Indiana, and we are here live. We're here live to report on Gary, Indiana and
1: all how great it is. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, I'm definitely not in danger of death or uh, no, not in Gary, not from Gary, (laughs) not not from Saturday morning Tuesday's best friend, not from friend of the pod, (laughs) Gary, Indiana.
0: (laughs) They love us here. We have a very huge following here. Uh, I think it's also important to mention that as we are live on the scene in Gary, Indiana, downtown in Gary, Indiana, that we have those tall 70s microphones that we're talking into right now.
1: Oh, yes. And this, this guys, this is our Super Kids our Super Kids, uh, anthology. It's uh, mm-hmm. We're on episode four of Doing So. And uh, that's that's where we're at. That's in that's the good folks at Gary are just talking about these episodes of Astro Boy and Powerpuff Girls. That we watched with them, that we that we sat down in the middle of Main Street and watched with the good people of Gary. Yeah. That's true.
0: Hey, Rory, what's your favorite like feature at Gary, Indiana? What's your favorite thing here now that we're here?
1: I like the bubblegumarium. That's a bubble. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, a bubblegum gun and aquarium store. And
0: it's... <laughs> <laughs> Is that right next to a bubblegum shrimp? <laughs>
1: You have guessed it. They pluck the shrimp straight from the aquariums and shoot them shoot them dead right there and then take them over to the bubblegum shrimp. My my favorite my favorite feature of Gary Indiana is that when we sat down to try and watch cartoons with one of its denizens, he turned to me and he said, You've walked into a hell on earth and then disappeared in a plume of smoke. Like everybody from Gary Indiana, he is a warlock.
0: That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> true. Yeah, my favorite thing about Gary, Indiana, is just the picture of Gary that sits. The picture of King above Gary. The whole city. Uh, the floating, the high, floating portrait of Gary.
1: High the, Magus. The high the, the high the high, magnet.
0: <laughs> Praise him. Praise him. Praise him and his in For his He is holy unto domain. us as we are
1: unto them. We are Gary, and each of us shall do his deeds, do his to salacious deeds. The positive deeds. and the negative we've all become gary on this day well
0: uh we're under we're under the eye of gary and, and are, uh,
1: the prying eye of lord gary is is beaming down upon to, us uh,
0: i think it's worth it to uh, go into our first episode
1: Okay, Gary's giving me the go-ahead, so we can continue on with this episode. Uh, he gave me that solemn nod he's so famous for from up on high. It's Gary's green light. <laughs> Gary's green light has been here, and hey, why don't I? Uh, why don't I sort of throw in a couple of uh, real, or just like one real fact about Gary, Indiana, which is that its murder rate is about seventeen, 17 times that of the rest of the nation when you adjust for population. Oh no! But is no, there... we can't talk about that because Gary doesn't want us to, to for, say it. For Gary, for Gary knows knows why. Probably <laughs> Gary knows why. And we and shall no one... respect his and we respect his grim deeds. For, for whom Gary's gaze fixes a pun. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Powerpuff Girls. We're talking about Powerpuff Girls. This is season one uh, season four, episode one slash three slash four. It was very confusing. They aired it out of order. Uh, it's called Him Diddle Riddle. And here's a, a synopsis. Him has given the girls a set of nine riddles to solve in a time limit. The various tasks test both the girls' physical and mental faculties. However, if they fail to complete them all on time, him promises that the professor will pay, meaning that they would lose him forever. Only to find out that it wasn't like that at all in the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Say, Andy, uh, who is this character, Him?
1: Well, originally in the uh, pilot slash like original plans for the for the show back when it was called. Uh, what was it? The the ass girls. He was literally just going to be the devil. They were going to call him the devil. Oh. Um But at some point they changed his name to him. But he's still the devil, and he's kind of this weird, queer coded villain with robot crab claws. Yeah, yeah. I the, mean, cr- he's... the crab claws I think was a smart choice for getting him at least uh, at least a sh- you know a couple shades away from being just a straight up very problematic character. Hmm. At least now we can kind of. Say he's a crab first, and a, you know, <laughs> and a Quentin. he's a crab first, and a, and a public menace second. I think that his design is interesting. Uh, yeah,
0: I don't think it's it's necessarily fully problematic. Um,
1: I think no, I agree.
0: I think it's interesting. I think him is interesting. It's also one of the first times that, well, first time isn't right, but you know, it's rare that you will see gender. Um, you know, messed with a little bit in the yeah, yeah. kids program, you know, that you will see something uh, a little less binary than we're used to. And, and he's you know, not
1: he's not, you know, he doesn't exist as part of a pantheon of of queer coded villains are the only bad guys in the you know Disney. Uh, right. Yeah. Universe. I mean, there so, are
0: a lot of those. But in well, this that's what case, I'm, in this.
1: So yeah. what I'm saying in this one, the fact that there aren't that they aren't all sort of gender fluid
0: Mm, they makes, aren't all mincing mincing yeah. uh, mincing dandy boys.
1: <laughs> yeah. It makes it a little easier to not see him as a some kind of problematic stereotype. Right. His his choice, uh, the the it's Tom Kane, I think, doing the voice, if I'm not mistaken. The same guy who does the voice of the professor. Um, and he is he sort of makes this choice as that you know, mm-hmm. and he's very much doing like a, you know, like it's I mean, it's supposed to evoke the idea of a man dressed as a woman. It's very clear that that's what they're doing. And they're underpinning it by calling him him. I'd say neither his vocal affectation or the design are inherently problematic either. Well, I guess we've just already said neither are. But I feel that in conjunction, they are what raises a few hairs. Yeah. And he's got a he's got a nice goatee. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a Jafar-esque goatee.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's a cool. I think he's a a cool character in that it, you know, comes it, it introduces some elements that kids don't see a lot, and sure, yeah. it doesn't feel like it is outwardly presenting as some kind of harmful stereotype.
1: I agree. Yeah, I guess the the best that I can say is that it's not. It doesn't seem malicious. No. But what I do like about him is that he adds. The Powerpuff Girls fight all sorts of crazy, overpowered bad guys. They've got Mojo Jojo with his multiple death rays and like regular giant kaiju's. But like the thing that him brings is kind of a overpowering supernatural element. Like they can't do anything. Like he just shows up and his face is a clock. Like you yeah. can't you can't fight him in the conventional way. He's literally the devil. He's cute. Yeah, and I like that. Huh. He
0: is a trickster god. Mm-hmm. if you will. And and he's not something that usually can just get beaten up. And that is typically what the Powerpuff Girls do, is they just find a way to punch good. <laughs> and so that means they do have to get creative on him episodes, that there's, there's more going on. And I like Definitely.
1: that. So what is going on in this one?
0: This starts, like, right off the bat. It's in media res. We don't really get a narrator set up. We don't get a time, a little bit of quiet to, like, Learn about the city of Townsville and get like a. Everybody today is going about their business when Mm. suddenly there's an attack that happened. No, yeah,
1: they're already solving his first riddle at the start of it. Yeah, yeah,
0: and the riddle it's set up that him has Professor Utonium and he says that the professor will pay if they don't solve his riddles within a time period, and so they're working hard to solve whatever he gives to them, and the first one we get is that. Something about what ha- what is big and yellow and has sixty five eyes and is headed towards the town, awaiting its demise, yeah. and immediately there's it's a very funny joke because there's a, a giant monster that walks by with a ton of eyes, uh, <laughs> and they fight him, they beat him up, and then they count all of the eyes and say, "Wait a minute, he only has sixty four <laughs> eyes." Oh no, that's not the wrong. That's the wrong thing.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a common thing with that they, that they do with all these riddles. Um, which of course, there would be no way that the the episode would be interesting if they just solved riddles, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can maybe get away with that if it's one riddle and you're a crime procedural, right? Like <laughs> you can solve one mm-hmm. one puzzle, but like we don't want to watch the girls just like puzzle through a well, stupid set of riddles. It's the unfortunate reality about written riddles is if you if, if you write your if you have to write a riddle and then your characters figure out the riddle you wrote, who gives a shit? yeah (laughs) you solve your own riddle good fucking job dude (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so all of these riddles kind of have a twist to them or the riddle itself is really unexpected which I do appreciate they made an effort on all of them to sort of make them interesting to watch and in this Mm -hmm. one it turns out that the answer is a school bus that has 32 kids in it with 64 eyes and then the bus driver is a one-eyed man so that adds up to 65 and I, I, I like that angle and it's it's a it's a good one yeah, but I don't know what what were you? There's like there's like nine riddles in this episode. We don't there's necessarily have bunch. to talk about all of them. Which one? No, which I ones should we like? We
0: have to. Um, What I liked was they had uh, the riddle they had after the school bus one was they had to make a bunch of people cry. Oh, yeah. They had to bring tears to the eyes of everybody in the town. And <laughs> the first thing is Buttercup just starts hurting people. She just starts punching people. <laughs> And they cry, and then Bubbles decides to just very sweetly tell a person that her puppy's lost. It just and you then, tell a
1: person it's a grizzled looking vet.
0: Yeah, it's a grizzled veteran. She's like, my puppy's lost, and he just stands still and then bursts into tears, and that's very <laughs> funny. And then I think Buttercup is still trying to beat somebody else, and Bubbles also walks to that person getting beaten up and says, your puppy's lost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love i love how readily buttercup was just like wanting to beat the shit out of civilians
0: right yeah no and that's she's like all right greater
1: good greater good let's just hurt people
0: good or good let's do it uh one million to go <laughs> <laughs> um and then they get the idea to heat wave the the lake outside the town and bring a, a, a storm cloud over the city and create yeah. static electricity to make it thunder and rain and then it rains on everybody and that satisfies the rule and yeah. you know it's like that's a really cool thing to see visually it's very clever um the the thing i had the most problem with in this episode was another rule another riddle that had a phone ringing
1: oh you're talking about the racist riddle
0: yes yeah so basically (laughs) it's unfortunately a a a pretty racist little bit the the phone is ringing in chinatown at the corner of ching and chang yeah paired with that it's in a very stereotypical looking chinatown area with a very stereotypical stereotypical looking asian person just kind of sitting around
1: yeah, he's got like a rice paddy hat and the like, which starts to shed a little bit of uncomfortableness over the the backpedaling we did for the Asian joke in the first episode that we thought was not. We ultimately decided was probably not that offensive, but mm-hmm. now it's kind of like, guys, you gotta. Now it kind of is. Now it's a trend. Now, when I know you're racist, the little <laughs> joke that might have gotten or you might have gotten away with it now feels really weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's 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 really it's kind of funky. I mean, they don't. Okay, I'm not I was about to say to their credit, but that's not what I mean. They don't have like a bunch of racist uh stereotypes going on in terms of like bad accents and that sort of stuff like they don't talk. It's just like all these weird visual elements that kind of yes, made you uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, it's it's almost kind of worse that it's like we're not it's not real racism because it's just Asian stuff. Yeah, <laughs>
0: they, right. The, and the, the, also, it's
1: such an afterthought, such an undercooked idea that they they can just slide it in there as a joke is so. There's odd.
0: no there's no plot reason for the phone to be in Chinatown either.
1: Basically, they if you were to give them the if, if you were to pretend the plot came first, they needed a word that rhymed with ring, right? With ching. Yep. and that is but
0: not hard. That to is really that is really not that around. hard to rhyme. It's yeah. really not so that hard of a word to it rhyme. It was lazy yeah, it's ing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a million words that end in ing, like all verbs turned into nouns. <laughs>
0: Building, look, it's not, it's not hard, but yeah, that like weird racist Asian set dressing, essentially for yeah, what was not even you know crucial to the plot in any way it was just a really weird damper on an otherwise pretty entertaining episode. Mm-hmm. Because they can't, they have to get to this phone, and they can't use their powers. That's a, a common thing that's going to happen with some of these riddles is like, they're like challenge modes. Yeah. Where they have yeah. to do a thing and they have to not use fly their superpowers or, yeah. or they can't fly. Uh, so if they like take a horse or a bus or a truck and uh, there's definitely a, a run Lola run vibe going mm-hmm. on through this episode. I don't know if you, if you felt that, I definitely felt it also with the music, this kind of like driving electronic soundtrack and they're kind of running and. Uh it's,
1: just, it's really like Run Lolo Run because you've they're, seen Run Lolo run from this their description. running. It's also kinda of like even... Logan's run, because they're running. It's, it's like, this is like when they're playing my favorite band run DMC. <laughs>
0: it's like that movie Chicken Run where there's a lot of <laughs> Austin, you're doing the chicken run again.
1: Everybody join me and do the chicken run. Oh, you oh, know, man, the theme I didn't song. know you'd
0: seen it too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let me tell you my favorite riddle. Let me so, tell you about my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone so far down our own rabbit buttholes, and we're just we, and we've re-emerged. We like life we've with We've reemerged literally. inside out from. Okay, there's a there's a really fun bit that they do with one of their riddles where uh, him. Like they've all been kind of simple, like two line ones. And then him steps out and he gives another riddle right before the um, the mid episode commercial break. And he says, in the ear of corn, you will find happiness, joy and the ties that bind. Squirrels store nuts and birds sing songs. But in the cave of eternity, everyone's wrong. And the limbs of the tree, there's a monkey who's free. And there he will give you something <laughs> for me. And then it cuts to black. And when we come back from the commercial, him is like eating a, an ice cream cone. And he's like, oh, I can't believe you solved it. <laughs> yeah, found the right just,
0: flavor and everything
1: it's just to get him some ice cream <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I, I actually
0: that. i didn't pick up that that was the same riddle i guess i had assumed it oh, was oh no
1: <laughs> they they fully uh they fully were just i i love when a cartoon that has a little bit of self-awareness and like can get away with it tone wise yeah. i love when a cartoon like acknowledges their commercial break yeah. Well, and kind of sure. similarly, although not a not, not in a commercial break sort of way, but there was a fun reversal where him gives them this seemingly impossible riddle to solve, and this is three, four times into into them solving his 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 weird uh, tasks, you know, mm-hmm. and and they they have they're like, there's no way we can get there and save the trains on time, and then they have that realization, like, oh, he didn't say we can't use our powers, so I guess that. We go do that now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just let's
0: just use our powers and go like stop them. Yeah, let's like essentially fuck this.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a sick burn of the week in that particular riddle where uh, where Blossom's trying to calculate the trains positions and she's got an abacus and Buttercup's rushing oh, yeah. her and she goes, "Hey, abacus my butt," <laughs> and I giggle. It was giggled. a fun little fun little gag.
0: Yeah. They also um they have one where. Their kindergarten teacher. There's a duplicate, mm. and they do the uh, oh one only tells lies and one only tells the truth. You know, guess the real one. Uh, and below them, they're be- they're tied up and hung, and like hung from their feet or something. Um, and below them is a vat of boiling sharks, <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny.
1: <laughs> it and it good. was a great. Not only is it's that classic riddle, so I think we, we, we're we're ready to accept that they figure it out and. I'm going to backpedal a little bit on when I was talking about the riddles, because in this case, in in some of the other cases, it really wasn't about outsmarting the riddle. The answer was the joke. You know, Blossom has this long winded like, okay, if she says she says she says she says she says is the liar, then she says 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 is the liar. Like, that's just funny. It wasn't I didn't really have to buy into the fact that it was some sort of convoluted riddle that they've now solved. Right. I mean that's a pretty classic one. Uh I was actually surprised that they that they really used the the ri- the the actual, like, solution. the actual form of the solution. I was like right. like a lot a lot <laughs> of a lot of uh media will try and use that uh that one lies and one tells the truth and they won't give like the right answer. Like I don't know yeah. why. It's like nobody knows the right answer to that riddle but the Powerpuff Girls apparently do. Blossom is very smart. That's like a theme of this episode. Yeah, uh, that speaking gets of being flipped.
0: smart. Uh they have to take the SATs after that.
1: Uh, which is funny.
0: That's a funny one. The funny thing that I liked was that kids wouldn't get, that I certainly didn't get at the time, was uh, he says, given your academic ability, you only have to collectively score a (laughs) 100. And anybody who has taken the SATs knows that 100 is, it's not out of 100. It's,
1: At this time, it's out of 1,600.
0: Right. Yeah, so, you know, that's kind of a joke, I think, for older folks who are like, mm-hmm. oh, they only have to score 100. And people also, oh, yeah, 100% on the test. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the bar is really low for, for yeah. these children. Uh, I like, and Bubbles I like that, gets a 1075. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when all she <laughs> did
1: was fill out her Scantron in the shape of a flower. Yeah. I like that Blossom is the one looking really casual and like, oh, I got this. And Buttercup's sweating to death during the test, but Buttercup scores higher than Blossom. Yeah. And I kind of like that because we spent the whole episode having Blossom solve most of these riddles. Yeah, totally. And it's just knock her her down a peg. It's nice. Yeah. It's real nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, Then they have to fight a monster with no powers and. some Buttercup gets Buttercup, like a, a
1: fucking a hind t- attack helicopter.
0: Yeah, which I think has a Matrix reference in there, too, where you see the shells coming from the top. <laughs> uh, that really... that shot of the miniguns going
1: is, I think, a Matrix I mean, there's reference. there's guns in this show, you guys. There's guns. Yeah. All yeah, kinds they, of guns. They can do whatever they want, I guess. This is the late 1990s. Actually, this, this is season four. This might be early 2000s. Also, they do a great job making the monster huge, which yeah. I mentioned because, you know... When when would they fly around and throw around big monsters, you can kind of lose track of the, you know, scale. Totally. And and having them kind of run up his back, shadow of the Colossus style really was effective to me. Yeah. I liked I liked how much effort Blossom had to take to get up on top of his head without being able to fly. She did like take a yeah. whole elevator all the way up to the top and come out onto like the and grab a hold of the second hand on the <laughs> giant big Ben Clock thing and ride it around and jump out. Like it was it was neat. It, yeah. it was there's some good storyboarding in this episode, I gotta I say. I think so,
0: too. I think also, last episode we looked at was also a 20-minute episode mm-hmm. and versus an 11-minute. And this is one where they actually did, I think, benefit from the full length of it.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I th- you could argue you could cut it down by just chopping the weakest couple riddles. You could,
0: um, but I think but the payoff at was, the end is worth it because they I put agree. so much work
1: I, Yeah, I, I think that's fair. That's fair
0: into solving all of these riddles.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And really briefly, before we get to that payoff, we have to talk about the last one, which is uh, where is boiling and freezing at the same time? And they're stumped. But then the mayor's just standing there, who of course is normally very dumb. And he just rattles off this like ridiculous shit about how like the (laughs) the boiling point and freezing point of water at 32 and 212. And if you use those as latitude and longitude, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know, some street corner in town. And he goes, right. or oh, maybe there's an ice cream truck on fire. Have a nice day, girls.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely a case of of the writers again being really self aware and kind of they're looking ahead on these jokes and they're they're aware of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And- uh, if they'd looked ahead a little further, they would have realized that uh, two twelve west and thirty two north is <laughs> in like the middle of the sea, southeast of Japan. So, f- <laughs> fuck you guys. Do we your homework. Better confirmed it though. I did, though. Yeah, I looked it up.
0: That makes you the nerd.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No! Curses!
0: Okay, there is a very funny joke, though. What this leads them to is the right-on-time diner. (laughs) And they say, oh, right-on-time. We're at the right-on-time diner. And they go in, and him isn't there. And they're late by a minute, because what's next to them is the auto-time diner it's oh it's the out of time oh and we're out of time it's extremely good it's it's a very funny sequence
1: yeah but what happens how do you feel about this payoff though i liked it
0: i i thought it was funny
1: yeah yeah i remember being a kid and watching this episode and being like what (laughs) there's
0: a little bit of that i'm not gonna lie there's a little bit of a let down there yeah Uh, but it is funny, and it, the way they handle the end is funny.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny because the professor was in on it. Like, if, if it was just a trick and all the stakes were for nothing, that's one thing, but... The professor made the bet. He bet that his daughters would solve this, these puzzles. And I think that's interesting. And not only that, that he's actually upset that he has to pay for these mediocre flapjacks.
0: He has to pay seven ninety five dollars for the <laughs> <some laughs> mediocre flapjacks that
1: him has made. I think <laughs> bo- yeah. both of those facts made the payoff work for me. That's right. Fair. So
0: they come in, they, they kick in the door of the out-of-time diner. And there's Professor Utonium like haggling over the cash register with him <laughs> who works there, who runs this diner and just what made is OK a flapjacks diner? <laughs> and the devil makes OK flapjacks at a diner in town. That's great. Yeah. It's also, great. that sounds
1: like an anime title.
0: It does. <laughs>
1: um, I know you. this is an imaginary anime that's not real, but I'm going to dock one. You can't think. I think, <laughs> I, think I can. I think I, I literally think <laughs> you, that you can't.
0: I'm going to give Rory the approval. Yeah, take take one away. No! <laughs> take no. them away, boys. Uh, <sighs> it's not uh, even
1: real. I know, but what's next? And then you're going to be making up your own Yu-Gi-Oh's and Naruto's. And has to, <laughs> there has to be a precedent in place. No, Rory, I was talking about Boogie-Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, one more, I think, probably.
0: For no. good measure. <laughs> for Boogie-Oh. Yeah, for boogie <laughs> Okay, so when the girls find out... it was all a ruse. It was was all a ruse. And, I mean, of course, it wasn't necessarily a ruse, because he always just said the professor will pay. (laughs) So, you know, he he just had to pay. That just meant they had to pay full price for these flapjacks. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, the girls are dumbstruck. They're just floored, like, mouth agape, eyes wide open, and that cuts right to the end of the episode to the finale sequence with the narrator say about to do and so the day was saved and just kind of stops and he's like and so oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i liked it a lot
0: it's it's very funny
1: but like i said i think i liked it more as an adult than i did as a kid as a kid i sure. felt cheated
0: right because as a kid we don't care about our expectations being subverted quite as much. We don't find the sort of mild surprise and aha, you <laughs> had me there.
1: And, and I'm also not thinking as a kid, I'm not going seven 95 for flapjacks. It's pretty cheap. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not thinking that way. I'm just thinking I expected a big fight at the end or like them to save somebody. Right. And then suddenly I get robbed of like that. And it's all a kind of a joke ending. And I'm right. like, right, it's
0: kids not knowing they know what they want, and not what they need. Yeah. And for Mm -hmm. us, it's kind of appreciating. Oh, yeah, that's what we needed. That's very funny. Good. Uh, Hey, Rory. Uh, What's up there? You want to tell us about our brand new sponsor today?
1: I would tell you about whatever sponsor you've come to me with. I would tell you all about it.
0: Yeah. Tell us about our brand new sponsor, George Clooney's Political Bakery.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever felt like. When you eat, when you go to get a, when you go get a tasty donut from from one of the many, from one of the many donut, you know, uh, dispensaries, and you might feel like, why why doesn't this tell me how to feel? Here's what I want out of, here's what I need from donuts, is because what's <laughs> good about what's good about donuts is that is that good feeling that that the sugar makes your stomach go I'm mm, good, <laughs> and sometimes what you don't what you. He, he, sometimes you you eat too many donuts. You're chasing that that first high. Mm-hmm. So every donut at George Clooney's political bakery has a very sad fact about today's world. Uh, <laughs> in the, within the last bite, to really kind of curb that, curb that that curb <laughs> you're eating, You have one donut. You have one good donut, but then he's gonna say, "By the way, the Amazon rainforest is gonna be gone by 2023." And oh, he, <laughs> And you're out the door. You don't. You don't want another one of his terrible facts <laughs> in your delicious breakfast donut. Wow. And so it's really it's it it, it does it's it's a, it's a responsible way to get your news to eat your breakfast. It really combines a lot of good things. Uh, you just are gonna be sad. But you know oh. what? Like this is the world we made, and we we might have to be sad about it for a little while. Yeah. Wow. Oh. One time I went to. George Clooney's political bakery, and I got one of the donuts. And at the end, the donut told me that in one year, Gary, Indiana, had more murders than San Francisco. Ooh! <laughs> and I really not- just lost all my appetite for donuts after that. And now I lost fifty pounds. Yeah, not not uh, not America's not America's classic steel steel capital. Not Gary, Indiana. <laughs> not the not the capital of the Rust Belt. Gary, Indiana.
0: <laughs> the shining jewel of the Rust Belt. <laughs> Now is GC right there? Is George Clooney right there? Uh, just hanging out?
1: No, no he has to. Those... With, no, he's in the back whispering his grim tidings into the into the donut.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. Wow, injected them like
1: a jelly filling. He just he opens up that little hole and you know says his says his facts right into the that jelly hole.
0: Yeah, when he's not recording. Uh, when,
1: it, Siriana when he's not doing two. oceans a hundred.
0: Yeah, Siriana two more Sirianas.
1: <laughs> Much more Sirianas. <laughs> too fast too siriana <laughs> man i can't wait for that one so that's 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 all we that's all there is to say about this place i think you should go check it out and get a get a get a healthy dose of realism with your breakfast
0: Soaring high in the skies it is- Welcome back, uh, Gary's and Gary S's. Uh, we are here <laughs> back to our live feed. Uh, we've got our little tiny 70s microphones and we are uh, just walking through the streets of Gary, the empty streets of Gary. Uh, em-
1: empty, but for the the sh- the, the shambling zombie like criminals that that are that populate this town.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and the we're... ever
1: and the ever present and the ever present, lo- you know, looming eye of Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gary, yeah. our lord upon high.
0: Yes, so uh beneath beneath the holy gaze of Gary uh we are Praise talking him. about episode 34 of Astro Boy. We've jumped real far. We've jumped real far into the future of Astro Boy. Uh going from episode what was it? 4. 4 uh, to <laughs> One 34. Four. Uh,
1: yeah. we
0: are seeing far into the future and uh a, a, a big a big change. Uh Astro Boy looks different now. Mm-hmm. Um and this episode we are helpless to. We had no choice but to pick this episode because it's called "The Secret of Bee City," and that's that's not like the letter B, like it's the second city in the alphabet. This is uh, this is about the insect. This is a city of bees. Uh, and if you're if you're a longtime listener of our show, you know we are just helpless to pick these bee episodes. We just love a show that has an episode with bees in it, and we we done picked it for that specific reason.
1: So. Like, like a fly to honey, or maybe there's a more appropriate one to, to use for I this. don't think uh, they'll ever
0: come up with something more appropriate, but that's, <laughs> that's as close as we can get. Yeah. Um, yeah, we picked this episode, and here's what here's a synopsis, because they didn't actually write one. Nobody actually watched this episode in America ever. <laughs> and so <laughs> uh, I'm going to sort of come up with one real quick.
1: Uh, this is going to be good.
0: Yeah. Astro Boy and his robot sister, uh, Urine. Who we've no. never really met before. Urane. Uran. It's, it's urine. Um <laughs> urine, I guess like uranium and sister I guess, more like
1: pister.
0: Yeah, his pister urine. <laughs> uh who they made they made for him. This has been in every version of the show. They've made urane. Mm-hmm. Uh they made urine. This is uh, a, a just, strangely
1: conversational summary.
0: It is. Um, <laughs> this is why we usually write, have written summaries. It helps a lot. But so, yeah. So urine is in there and uh, the two of them yeah, go. Stop. On, <laughs> You're a bad man. The, the two of them go on like a boat tour and they <laughs> they go to an island of man-eating bees <laughs> just on like a fun tour. <laughs> And, and there's immediately encounter... a
1: very a very angry boy who hates who hates bees. He ain't yeah, afraid of no bees.
0: They encounter a very angry boy with bee nipples <laughs> on his shirt on his later hose, <laughs> and, and they encounter these manning bees. And they they find a beehive uh, and a robot named RP3. Mm-hmm. And uh, this boy's father has been missing, and they get to the root of the problem, and it's this whole bee army of hypnotized <laughs> men, including his bee father, uh, who is. <laughs> In turn, hypnotized by a robot bee that he built. (laughs) Um, Hoisted by my own
1: bee (laughs) tart.
0: And, uh, you know, they save the day and they destroy the bee queen and all is right on bee island.
1: That's a pretty decent summary. Thanks, Austin.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Only did it in 100 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Only did it in the approximate runtime of the Avengers Infinity War. (laughs) Uh, but we got through it.
1: So um, I think the, the salient point here is that they willingly went on a fun tour of an island that where the man eating bees live. Yes. And I don't know why you would do that.
0: Yeah. And they weren't the only ones. I mean, there was a whole bunch of just normal people on this boat trip. And the uh, tour guide, the boat guide is like, hey, uh, let's uh, if you all step off the boat, we're approaching man eating bee island. <laughs>
1: What? Later Why? On, later on he just like a, <laughs> yeah, and lots of people have gone missing here and we believe they were killed by man-eating bees.
0: Yes. Yes, <laughs> like, we're not making this up. We're not adding any any sort of like spin on that. That's no. literally what they say. Like, yeah, okay, then make sure you get on your protective gear and we're just gonna step outside and uh be careful, a lot of missing people from man-eating bees.
1: I guess the missing thing is how long ago it's been. Like, I can see kind of trying to dress up, you know, what happened to this ghost town. Right. But it, it really seems like this was about last week that these people been, have gone missing. It's mm-hmm. been, like,
0: over the last two years.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, a bunch this of not bees. Enough t- not enough time
1: happening. to, like, have a have a fun tourism yeah, uh, no, industry built around no, these bees.
0: That's a state of emergency.
1: No, it has to be long enough to go that it could, like, you know, fall into legend for you to actually be able to do a tour about it. Yeah, that this needs still to be, active. like,
0: a, f- a FEMA quarantine zone. <laughs> <laughs> Not, like, a cool tour spot. Like, a fun date spot is go check out Man-Eating Bee Island. Oh, what no. is this? It's amazing.
1: Uh, so, there's this this uh, human boy, this rude, rude child named Christopher. And... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's wearing lederhosen, and he has these big pronounced yellow bee nipples right where his nipples should be on the front of his later hosen, which I explained in the summary.
1: Yes, yeah, a very good summary that you pre-wrote. Uh, and he's, he like says some line to himself on the boat about like, Dad, I'll see you soon. And my first thought was like, is his dad a bee?
0: <laughs> in a way, yes. <laughs>
1: But no, of course, as we as we mentioned, it turns out that his father is the professor who uh, who fucked up this whole island. And yeah, let's let's just get this out in the open. His scheme was to make more honey. This old man just wanted more honey. He tried to design a perfect robot bee to make better honey or get bees to make more honey. And it turned into this like end of the world bee slave scenario. I'm pretty
0: sure that dog don't hunt. I'm pretty (laughs) sure you can't. You can't have a robot bee make honey. I think there's just a specialness that a biological bee just needs to get on get on doing there in their bottom town <laughs> <laughs> to make that sweet nectar happen.
1: Also, as a as a supreme hater of bees and wasps, uh, I do think that anyone who wants to make a robot bee should probably just rot in prison forever where I can never let them out.
0: Yeah, we can we can <laughs> see what happens when you try to do that. Um Astroboy and Urine show up and they're <sighs> like It sounds like we're at war with the man eating bees. (laughs) These are are lines straight from the show.
1: It's so funny. (laughs) Made me think of uh, think back to the the mask episode that we watched in that Jim Carrey special with our good friend. Oh with friend of the pod buzz stingman.
0: (laughs) The stinger. (laughs) Friend of the podcast.
1: Because he was another megalomaniacal professor type who just wanted to do good things with bees. Right, he his just fault had that he honey was... plans. What <laughs> are these old men with honey plans fucking up the world for the rest of us? <laughs> yeah, also, so today, we today, honey go to this, plans. We go to this mad bee scientist's bee laboratory, and kind of to the credit of how this whole thing went so fucking astray so quickly is this giant chart that says anatomy of a bee, but then it's just like... <laughs> leg wig <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like all he knows about bees is just, just his basic. first day as a bee scientist <laughs> it's just a,
0: an arrow pointing to the stinger that says bad part
1: <laughs> <laughs> the mean the mean spot
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus no uh <laughs> So they walk in, then they're greeted by a robot who is made by this professor. Um, his name is RP3. And his and job is wasting kind of, food. Yeah, his job is wasting food. It's actually kind of sad. <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> um, he's, he's just kind of waiting around for the professor to get back. He recognizes, uh, what's the kid's name again? Christopher, Christopher? the rude Christopher. 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 He recognizes Christopher, and he's like, hey, you're rude a big Chris. boy. Rude <laughs> And then he puts out dinner for the professor and he keeps doing this every single night and then just throws it away immediately after (laughs) because he's
1: just It's been like two or three years. Yeah. That's approaching a thousand meals wasted. Yeah. We don't know if he makes breakfast and lunch too. That could be three thousand meals.
0: It's a lot of meals wasted. (laughs) It's way too many. I would say it provides like the one moment of actual emotional resonance in this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, we have come from some very strongly serialized episodes that have have that good Osamu Tezuka heart and uh, emotion behind them that are well thought out. And now that we're out here in the, in the Goonies, out in the like...
1: <laughs> out in the Goonies? Out on B-Island, out, the... <laughs> out in the secret B-City. in that famous episode... 80s film, Goonies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're out in the Goondocks in episode 34. Uh where, where, you <laughs> know, in the every, every look, even the best shows suffer from Monster of the Week bullshit, you know? Yeah. And yeah. this is one of those cases where you just kind of have to deal with this is going to be a weird one about bees. There's <laughs> not really going to have the same kind of resonance that normally happens in the the more important
1: episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Atlas doesn't show up here or anything.
0: Right. We don't even see Professor Elephant. It's like fully just we're on the Astro Boy We're and, already
1: on the boat going there to the city. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even like wash astray on this on this on this scary bee island. They're just going there. Yeah. But it is it is kind of fun for us, you know, having seen the first like a couple episodes from like the first five, that it is it is nice to know that a little down the line, Astro Boy is a lot more autonomous and more like a person that can just sort of function. You know? Well totally. And
0: I think part of that too is that being given a little sister, um, Mm -hmm. you know, he can't physically grow, but mentally one definitely way that he grows is being put in a caretaker position of his own, suddenly having a sister who is younger and, you know, not as smart and in more danger, suddenly he has to be the one who has to, he doesn't just have parents. He's not just, Mm -hmm. you know, looking for his kidnapped dads
1: yeah or whatever and he, he he sort of he sort of has to has to because he has a younger sibling he has to kind of grow up in a way that maybe austin never did because he's the young child <laughs> that's true For he is the small boy and i'm he the baby protected from the I'm bees <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> it's the older <laughs> child's job to protect the younger siblings from bees <laughs> so I, I would say
0: that is that is definitely a nice way to push his development is to yeah. give him that that younger sister andy are you not also the baby Shh, the you're both up. two babies you're shut two fuck babies fuck you're up. afraid of bees
1: i don't want to talk about this i didn't bring the set to talk about me
0: oh does that sting a little bit andy
1: let me tell you about my mean spot
0: oh, Jesus. all right this podcast is canceled um
1: We're getting memey here.
0: (laughs) So in the middle of the night, when they're staying at this like laboratory with the robot, uh, our mean boy Christopher has like weirdo eye hypnosis that happens.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. In the middle. I although it was a little poorly executed. I thought that with this with this madman who has created his robot B army, it seemed much more plausible to me, given what we'd already seen, that he was actually a robot and not under uh, not under human hypnosis. Yeah. That was my that was my take on it, but uh, right. nah, nah. Bee hypnosis, a robot yeah. boy, a and robot so, boy. Am. <laughs> and so it's like they've got they've got these stingers that uh, detach and like embed themselves in humans, and then it makes them susceptible to this like bee queen's hypnotic waves and makes them slaves. Um, oh, okay. Very much a octopus.
0: I was confused by that because they have the the microwaves, the like emitted waves that. They say just the waves do the hypnosis, but then there's also the stinger, the stinger, as well that causes hypnosis. And I was kind of confused. I guess okay, so the stinger acts as a transmitter for the waves.
1: Got I know it. that you're doing that as a joke because that's how he said it in the mask episode. But it does hurt every time when you when you do that. It's like a yeah. small stinger in my heart. <laughs> oh, good. But I let's okay. I don't want to just keep jumping around, but that queen bee. Her name is Queen Mary.
0: Why? Yeah. I don't know why.
1: It's the Queen Mary. It's the Queen <laughs> you know, Mary. It's like that famous boat. Like famous bee. <laughs> famous you bee. You name word. your bees after famous boats? <laughs> <laughs> she was a person. No. It's it just boat. a fucking boat. Yeah, it's also a boat. Alright, but which one was more famous? Right. <laughs> this is my bee Titanic. <laughs>
0: actually think that's a sick name for a bee (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty fucking cool yeah i would have a (laughs) titanic
1: anyway they all they all kind of end up in this in this underground bee lair that uh has been built and this
0: hive of scum and villainy
1: oh (laughs) (laughs) god (laughs) <laughs> just a bunch of cri- just a bunch of word criminals today yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: but our 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 big bad boss man our big bad beetleborg uh who's the boss is this monotone bee chieftain uh, <laughs> he's got his like he's wearing the silliest like think of the monarch in venture brothers
1: that's what i thought about too all of the and all the henchmen are dressed kind of like like all the know, henchmen 24 are, and
0: yeah, they're definitely dressed up in very silly bee costumes and they all have this <laughs> blank eyed stare. And and our bee chieftain, our bee if you will. Oh, no, no, uh, I won't. Is also he has these big bug eyes on, he's got a giant cape. Uh and it's it's very funny. He looks very silly. Yeah. Um, but we can tell that he's under some kind of whammy. Mm-hmm. Uh just because he does speak very flatly and his eyes don't really have full pupils in them. Uh, and he kind of just marches around in a haze, but he's got a, he is he's the got one a flat in charge. Affect, yes.
1: Uh, but he's also rude. Chris's dad, yes. He's the professor. He's Professor whatever the hell his name was. It was like a McGowan. It was McGowan. Uh, also, he like he looses all these bees on them, but he also loses t- like two giant insect kaiju robots that are yeah, yeah the robots. The robots were odd. Because they're not even bees; they're like a a, a, like a beetle, beetle and a mantis. You guys, it's yeah. a scyther and a pincer, is what it is. Okay. It's a little right, well, Pokemon, two points away from you. That we.
0: Yeah, one for each Pokemon. That you one have. for each
1: Pokemon monster.
0: <laughs> you have
1: <laughs> made Pokemons no for attempt everyone. to curb <laughs> Pokemon to <for> everyone <laughs> to curb your villainous behavior.
0: Yeah, I guess, apparently Andy's trying to catch all of the animated <laughs> merits today. <laughs>
1: You guys, I'm taking you to court. <laughs> oh, you can this try. is going I'm this taking will not this you won't be court. good in front of a jury <laughs> and
0: they up. will not like you.
1: <laughs> we're going to need arbitration <laughs> on another day. Um, <laughs> um,
0: we'll settle out of court. That's fine.
1: Uh we're, we we There's just there's some nonsense, there's some bee nonsense. There's a lot
0: of bee nonsense. <laughs> and we find out the bees are robots as well.
1: Yep. Uh here more importantly, however, we find out that Astro Boy can run out of energy and that his yes. energy comes in the form of energy cassettes. An energy <laughs>
0: cassette.
1: <laughs> energy cassette. And I'm pretty sure it's just that's just like that's just like sweet Aerosmith tapes, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a copy of Michael Jackson's off the wall uh on on cassette tape.
1: although it leads to it leads to urane saving him in a pretty funny little little uh little fight scene where she just kind of wheels in and punches everybody and runs i don't know it just it's so it is great it was so much more so much more mundane yeah because he's got all he he doesn't do all the all the all the like running and punching he uses his butt guns and his and his and his leg lasers right so i just wasn't (laughs) expecting his robotic sister to just Punch your way through a large crowd. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, apparently
0: Urane Uran doesn't have uh, the guns and the big powers. She has some of his strength, and well, that's Because where would it. we
1: be as a society if we gave women the big butt guns?
0: <laughs> oh, no. This yeah, is the I
1: 80s. <laughs> I think that she's a cool character. There's mm-hmm. definitely no denying the fact that just by virtue of her creation, it kind of infantilizes her as the only regular female character on this show true and you know that's that's just an artifact of the 60s right i mean like
0: yeah and her dress
1: is uh, uncomfortably short it is too
0: also i don't love that
1: it's weird because as a as a small child in a robot i'm pretty comfortable just like not sexualizing her like i don't need to so i don't know why they decided to give her a tiny dress and then also underwear yeah it just like, like really called the atten-
0: the pants you yeah shot.
1: it just called attention to the fact that yeah you're constantly seeing her underwear and it's like ugh.
0: yeah i don't like it well dumb, there, i actually like,
1: there was a youtube comment about that on this on this particular episode and someone was like is it me or is astro boy's sister's skirt not long enough and someone responds <laughs> yeah. and says it's too short but then again astro boy is topless and wearing hot shorts <laughs> that's
0: also <laughs> true it's true that's it's true. also true
1: but again it's because it's I see a difference in, not that he's a boy, but because that sort of defies humanity. She's in a human dress. Yeah. And, right. And that, you know, and that calls attention to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she was just wearing a little, a little, the little hot pants like he is, I think it'd be totally fine.
0: Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Even if, if her, her little bloomers were the same color <laughs> as the dress, yeah. you know, yeah, like if it all sort of blended together, you know, it doesn't create that contrast. Mm-hmm. which is really exactly like, weird but yeah so i don't like that but i do like <laughs> Uraine as a character. yeah yeah
1: she's fun she's neat yeah. uh everything kind of leads up to a final fight against this giant bee queen um the well, our, our our bee chieftain shows up and and fucking rude chris runs over to him and goes it's me dad sounding exactly like bobby hill for a second <laughs> <laughs> hey dad it's me dad <laughs> but the fight is kind of fun i I, you know i won't lie about that uh it's
0: really quick though this the stinger that is in the back of the bee chieftain dad um (laughs) professor (laughs) mcgowan yes uh, It's just been like lodged in his back for two years. Like (laughs) it's he's already it's on top of his clothes. Like it's on top of his. He hasn't changed
1: clothes. So
0: like he hasn't changed clothes or like rubbed up against a wall or like (laughs) really done much of smell really done much of
1: anything. it has got a that real dead smell about him.
0: That also means that he wore that costume before he was hypnotized. <laughs> <laughs> he was just getting in the mood. He's down, <laughs> down there in his little bee city trying to program baby. Right. Right. I'm Bees. gonna
1: have a bee city and they're gonna be my <laughs> slaves. I'm gonna wear this very cool costume. Gonna have so much honey. Never go hungry again. <laughs>
0: right. So, I don't know. That was a little... That was a little bit of a weird part for me. But once they pluck it out, then he's all normal.
1: And, you know, the rest of it's not very noteworthy. They win and, uh, you know, Professor McGowan is sad and then real bees come back to the island. But I do. There was one moment in that fight that I thought was really cool, actually, and very ahead of its time, which is Astro Boy is kind of been knocked around and he jumps up. And he flies at the bee queen. And for a second, we start getting the main theme of Astro Boy playing in a triumphant fashion for about two seconds. And then she just blasts in the fuck away and he hits a wall and the music cuts out abruptly.
0: Oh, that it's is like a cool.
1: Reversal. A, a really fun reversal in that normal thing where like the badass theme song comes in moment, you know, like dinosaurs. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But like we get it for two seconds. and it's I don't gone. think
0: anybody has actually heard dinosaurs and said, fuck. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> shut up michael <laughs> youson listens michael. to our podcast now <laughs> that's
0: true <laughs> that's not Look, they true. just i don't think anybody's I, I, i'm not gonna backpedal i
1: <laughs> <laughs> i said it, it. it's it. out there i said it oh boy fun bee episode yeah fun bees <laughs> fun, good bees, mm, good, bees. Good, good
0: bees fun bees <laughs>
1: We're just walking the streets of uh, the streets of 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 Gary, Indiana, uh, eyeball eyeballing the many shops and and corner stores, as, that are as we, totally as we, full we, of people. that are full of very real people and not murdered <laughs> skeletons and ghosts. But... <laughs> the skeletons of people who disappointed Gary. <laughs> <laughs> And as, as 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 we make our way out of town, as we've been banished by by his lord by his lordship, Mister Gary, Mister Gary the Warlock in the Sky has said, "Get out of my town, you you, you bad boys, you bad naughty anime children."
0: Hey, uh, before we fully get out of town, do we want to ch- do we want to like sort of compare our episodes today?
1: Yeah, I sure. mean we could. We didn't really pick these to go with each other. We just kind of oh, took no. a couple episode <laughs> titles and hoped, and we wanted to watch bees. Um, Who was our favorite villain, him or or Professor McGowan? Or the Queen Mary, the giant robotic (laughs) bee? And also Boat. And also
0: Boat. The concept of of man-eating bees and a whole island (laughs) of man-eating bees, I, I think, gives me all of the delight that I need.
1: Well, you know, people people have historically tried to live in some places where humans were not meant to live. Like, there's people on ice floes right now in, in all sorts of different, you know, like, like, people live in the extremes. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility that people might choose to live on an island of man-eating bees. You know? Some real thrill-seekers. People just sort of, like, putting their fist up in the face of God.
0: True. Okay, well, yeah.
1: sure. Okay. That's my That's my real scholarly take on it. So how how does that relate to your feeling about the episode?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boom roasted.
1: <laughs> uh, I could just hang up on this call right now. <laughs> so you, you believe you believe that people live in scary places and that the I'm, episode was good. Or? I'm trying. To, I'm, here. Here's what I'm here's what I'm trying to say. If I, if I can sum up my scholarly point for you, let me let me just sum it up in one sentence. Fuck you. I quit. <laughs>
0: Fuck you and the bee you rode in on.
1: No, no. My point is, my point is that I completely bought every detail of that episode and I thought it was a documentary.
0: <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's not actually. All right. I, you know, I, I actually think if I'm looking back at it, I think I, I enjoyed the Powerpuff episode today a little more, uh, as far it as craftsmanship. I think the Powerpuff episode was, was better crafted, uh, I laughed a lot more at at the
1: island of (laughs) many bees. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know if those were all intended laughs. No, well, I'll give you. So here's what's so cool about about this episode. It it is, I would say, many cartoons often, I think, fail to really commit to the cartoon logic of their silly ass episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they kind of try to default to realism after they've invented something really bananas, and it kind of middles and mediocrity and there's i mean this every at every turn this episode got weirder the manning bees are robots are hypnosis and the bad guy he dresses as a bee and he invented them and he invented a, a boat a boat bee that's big and a robot and she's in charge now <laughs> and it, just, it is just unbridled lunacy at every fucking stop and i mm-hmm. was there for it yes me too yeah. and it never me once tried too. to ask could this really happen
0: yeah. So, both good episodes, I both think. Both very good. <laughs> yeah.
1: And as uh, we well, as we wind down this episode, uh, you know, in our final moments, I just wanted to point out that uh, you know, we've been looking at him the whole time here in Gary, Indiana, looking up at the face of Gary, and uh, turns out Oh, no, out the you're whole not time supposed
0: to look him in the eye. <laughs>
1: <You don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in my last moments of of life before I'm vaporized into into all of my various plasmas. Uh, I do want to tell you the, the secret truth, which is that that Gary has been Gary Oak from Pokemon the whole time, and we're going to cut this episode out before he can oh give you more no, anime to anime.
0: <laughs> oh, No, he did a Pokemon.
1: <laughs> he did a Pokemon crime, <laughs> and he's run off into the into the Viridian Forest. Somebody
0: call Detective Pikachu. <laughs>
1: Ooh, topical.
0: Well, all right. Well, Andy's gone, uh, but Rory and I are going to wish you uh, a farewell. Goodbye. Good night.
1: We're on the road to Britain City.
0: God no
1: God.
0: (laughs) Hey, everybody, uh, you've listened to our uh, riotous rollicking episode. That's a real good time. We had so much fun talking about those bees. Remember those bees, guys, when we were talking <laughs> yeah. about those bees? Yeah, I recall oh, that. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're having so a lot many of fun news. here. Thanks for listening to our show.
1: And if you like it a lot, you can go find us on the iTunes and leave five stars, leave a comment, download it, put it on your podcatcher, go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to Twitter. Go to the places where you like to talk about the things you like and say, peep beep, I like it. And if you don't want the world to know, if you don't want Google to to map your brain and you just want to (laughs) listen to our show and be happy about all of your choices, then you can go straight to our website at sadamtuesdays.com and you can just poke poke your little bee stinger into whatever episode you feel like. (laughs) Yeah, and Gary won't know if you go straight to our episode. Gary won't know, so that's these that's are Gary's a good, secrets. That's a <laughs> Gary's secret. I'll actually go a step further. If you really like what we're doing, please tell a friend that would dig this podcast. About oh our God, podcast. please do tell. Please do that. <laughs> <Just> tell anyone <laughs> about it. It'll be him. much more effective. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, way
0: better than Facebook marketing.
1: Yeah, let me tell you that. Am I, am I right, y'all? So next take that Zucker burglar. <laughs> <laughs> Zuckerberg, more like. Uh, um, So next week we're doing the finale Of (laughs) Super Kids Uh, We we decided it was a five episode arc So we're doing episode five next week And it's going to finish us out So uh, get ready to to say goodbye to Powerpuff Girls and Astro Boy for now
0: Well, it was so short And yet also very rewarding and fun It's very
1: very short and rewarding Just like an evening with me (laughs) I thought you were just going to say Austin Bridges
0: Yeah, it's heavily implied Good night everybody Goodbye. Good night.